accents. By head injustice. <laughs> every fucking week. Every fucking week. Every fucking week. We record this. You forget that you have two lines. <laughs> this is it. We're only doing it. Every week. It's like without fail. I have nobody else to it. You're the only one doing it. And every week. Every week, you know, only oh, yeah, every week, every week. <laughs> it likes the mood. Black Jesus. Black Jesus. Let us go. Do you like accents? By heading justice, then you come to the right place. Today, I am going to be talking about an officer and a pervert. I am talking about a pervert too. What did we say that we were going to call her? I know, but it wasn't anything pervert. Oh, she pervert. She She pervert. Yes, that's the name of it. All right then, so perverts all around today. Joy. What an episode. (laughs) What an episode. This is coincidental. I didn't know you were Once again, it has happened that we did not know what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Because we keep on switching cases back. Back and forth. Back yes. And forth, so, and like forth. I said, so I just want to make sure I start with this point. You know how in the last episode I said I was going to be doing a case mm-hmm. that was suggested by one of our listeners, mm-hmm. and I went. The person suggested two cases. Thank mm-hmm. you again, created for you. But I have a little complaint. <laughs> the two cases. One was the one I'm doing today, and the other one was so upsetting that I decided not to do it today. So the other case we may cover it one day but I feel it's the kind of case that is gonna take time like I need to dedicate time I want to find out what's going on with the parents after the fact what's going on with the people who ended up in prison it's a really upsetting story about a young child who got murdered by by two children no I mean if you know the case you know the case but it's just it's upsetting yeah how many cupcakes do we need for that that's a full on cake that yeah I don't know we should could probably talk to our cupcake suppliers who we're gonna address in a second because we have some big news about them <laughs> we um our emotional support cupcake suppliers yes. we're gonna reach out to them and see if maybe we could get maybe we get like maybe we can assemble it in a way that it looks like a cake like do tears mm-hmm. because that's the kind of thing we're gonna need yeah we're gonna need lots of chocolate and icing for that cake that if i ever saw a case that needed cake okay. that's the case okay. that needs the cake Good. while we're on that topic Susanna and i had a full fan girl meltdown yesterday. Yes, 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 because yes, yes. the cupcake creators of our dreams are following us on Instagram. And they liked our video. And they liked our video. Bang. So we were really excited because I mean we're we're gonna keep purchasing uh, from the cupcake shop anyway. We're addicted. Yeah. But, <laughs> so we're hooked. We're hooked but it's just such a treat, you know, to know that um that they're following and we really like that. And we also Susan is actually the one who suggested you know we really want to make an effort to support local small business local small businesses businesses. that's right yeah they have struggled through the pandemic Mm -hmm. and as we we all have but Mm. they've they've felt it yes so we're gonna make a point of buying from them yes and mentioning them Mm -hmm. and and you know yeah getting the word out that's the least we can do so i mean if you if you are a listener and you have a small business and you have a product you know send us the link yes yeah, just send us the link to your your product and if it's available to us or easily available mm-hmm. to us in Toronto yeah. we will go out we will purchase mm-hmm. it we will give it a try mm-hmm. and we'll be sure to talk about it on
on our show. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Yeah. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah, it'd be nice to support our listeners too because I think they they're probably small business owners too. Yeah. Um uh, while we're on that topic of of new things that are coming to the podcast, Susanna and I also discussed adding a missing person segment to the show. Now, we never decided that we were going to not include missing persons in true crime because yeah. it's still an aspect of true crime. It was never something this, we said we weren't going to do. It's current. It's yeah. an injustice. Yes. And well, it's an injustice that the person didn't choose to go missing. Because you always have to factor that some people, albeit rare, do decide to just up and leave. I am aware of a case of this guy. He went into the ocean. I can't remember the details. <laughs> Maybe we could do it one time, one day. He went into the ocean. He mm-hmm. drowned. But he faked his drowning. Came out in the ocean up on the other side. <laughs> and was trying to collect his um, life insurance money. <laughs> you know? And he was prepared to have everybody mourn him. But it, he covers everything. The clueless. <laughs> yeah. The justice. The criminal. <laughs> But yeah, so just, just I'm just trying to say that there are people who decide that they want to like. But that's a crime. That that is a crime. It is a crime because you're not supposed to fake your death Mm-mm. and then turn around and be like, whoopsies. Anyhow, uh, Susanna and I never said that we would not include missing persons. It just hasn't happened yet because, yeah. like I said, when we do cases every week, it's just whatever is relevant or comes to us just happens to fall in our lap. One of the things we are very passionate about is covering crimes for people of color, minority in general you know because it's very relevant in this moment and not to take away from the very hot case right now which is the Gabby Petito case you know it is horrible that they found her body it is horrible that she seemed to be in a distressed situation when she obviously needed help and Mm -hmm. and many people failed her because Mm -hmm. she I think park rangers saw her the police stopped the couple there's a lot going on that I don't know all the details of but I've been trying to keep up to date on but the thing is I have been able to keep up to date because it is so prevalent in the media and despite the fact that I feel for Gabby her family and you know I think her case 100% deserves to be publicized yes we need to have that same energy for all the people you know ideally none of these cases would be happening exactly we wouldn't even need to exactly exactly but we know that's not gonna be the case yeah and we want to cover Gabby and everybody that also deserves coverage yes so we're gonna do it in an an equal way is what we're trying to say because even though we do like to emphasize cases that involve people of color generally we will cover all types of cases for all people because everybody case if you are a victim deserves to be heard that it doesn't matter regardless yeah yes it doesn't matter yeah like whether you're white whether you're black you're green we don't care your case deserves its time because you know you were a victim of this situation Mm -hmm. and i've been reading a lot on other podcast sites Mm -hmm. about how you know some people feel very angry at the true crime community Mm -hmm. because the true crime community is is very whitewashed that's what i've been reading um one of our listeners a Estevan, he sent <laughs> us a list of indigenous women missing in Canada, and yes. we know that's a big deal in Canada, uh, yeah. you know. I just honestly, I wanted to bring it up. It's just uh, it hits 
home when it involves so many kids. Yeah. But this is something that, of course, yeah. we have to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we can it turn because... our back on it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And that's being disrespectful to them. I and agree. Part, yeah. part of the dismissing how important it is to bring light to these cases. Yeah. I think, you know, we, we are going to make an effort to include the missing persons, but we want it to be its own dedicated thing. We're not going to have it be like a small <laughs> sentence at the end of our podcast where we're like, oh, did you see so-and-so call XYZ and let them know if you've seen her. No, <laughs> these people need, <laughs> no, people need to know who they are, what they do, where they're likely to spend their time. The yeah. fact that they're not likely to have just gone off on their own. We've considering having a dedicated post on Instagram to a particular person mm -hmm. and that post may or may not be accompanied by a small segment, maybe like a 20 to 30 minute episode on our podcast mm -hmm. about the person, what happened. So you can just pop across there. So you go to Instagram, you see the, the small story. And then if you follow us, of course, on our podcast, you can, you will know when it's available and you could go listen to it. But we do want the visual of the person because it doesn't make the sense to just missing. listen and then you can't see what the yep. person looks like. So, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit of a shift for us because we have to add something to our roster where right now we have this once a week episode. Yep. But we're thinking we what we will do is we will discuss it in the time when we're recording yep. and then it will be released before our episodes or, uh -huh. or after or our episodes. What, yes. Yeah, depending upon decide. what day yeah. we picked. Yeah. yeah. If the person is found yeah. after it's released, it's going to be posted on that Instagram. Yes, that they've been found, yes. which is what we hope for every yes. case. And not just found, but found alive and thriving, mm. yes. you know? Yeah. And, you know, just making sure that people know the kind of people who we think follow us mm -hmm. are not the kind of people who need to hear this statement. But if you think about saying, oh, you know, they only post about this type of person keep that energy take it somewhere else yes. because that's just not our style you know we will do the we cases love the that, rainbow the whole thing the whole rainbow the same way we don't care if you hold is the same way we don't care what you look like when mm -hmm. you who, you know? Mm -hmm. So just leave us if alone you're with an that ass, bullshit. I don't care. We don't care. Whichever color you are, you're still an ass. Exactly, 100%. There you go. Black and ass, white and ass, yellow and ass, green and ass. You know, we don't care. Yes, ass. Ass is ass. I'll call it like you see it. That's it. That's the one for next week. I <laughs> that's the sign for next week. Yes. An ass yeah. is just an ass, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, just we just I know it's a bit heavy to start the episode off with, but we want to make sure we do that kind of housekeeping talk at the beginning because we tend yeah. to get off track when we talk about our stories. Who's getting off track? You getting off track? You Gil. <laughs> so that so that we so that we get it out of the way so you know it's coming so don't be surprised please support us with that go to the Instagram like it because the more likes and shares that it gets mm -hmm. the more people know about that person who is missing and if you know somebody that we that you would like us to talk about investigate or yes bring share, light to their please, case please 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 yeah. I think um it will build more community yeah for and, sure and it's not only for us it's community the sense of community into everybody that I feel that we're missing that for a very long time before the pandemic. I think that's the complete disconnect as to mm -hmm. why indigenous women could go missing and everybody feel like that's their care. problem. That's like a reservation yes. problem. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the indigenous people's mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. And that's not 
true. That's everybody's problem. Yep. But we did want to say, you know, we do feel sorry for Gabby, her family. Yes. We're seeing it in the media. You're not seeing anything on our Instagram about it because you can go anywhere, like right now, this second, and find out everything about her, find out everything about the fiancé, find out everything. But the case inspired this segment. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get straight into the case because we actually have a road trip to take. <laughs> we ain't going too far. But Susanna has graciously agreed to drop me to Keswick. <laughs> if you've never been to Ontario, right? And just I want people to understand that I am coming from Trinidad. Trinidad where, yeah, we have country. Like we have areas that are not as developed. I'm a little bit country. Not like that. (laughs) But we have places that like underdeveloped. And I'm not saying Keswick is underdeveloped. But what I'm saying is Canada in general is a country where it just has such massive landmass that you will drive for like an hour just to get to like the next place. And on the map, it will seem like it's right there. It's not. If you're thinking about visiting Ontario and you're telling yourself, it's far. It's not far. But it is a completely different energy from Toronto. They don't have a Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) They don't? They do? I think they do. Oh, you know, I'm not sure because it's so close to like Georgina and Innisfil and Newmarket that who knows what they really... I don't know when we cross the line. You make it as a town when you have a Walmart. Really? Before (laughs) was a Tim Hortons, but Tim Hortons is everywhere. That's true. But you has two just on that one corner. Yes. Mm -hmm. When I came here, Mm -hmm. the first thing I had was a Tim Hortons double-double. I was into the Timbits. Ah, okay, okay. And then one day, Chanel, you know, you see this promotions of those donuts the chocolate dip donuts Mm. you see it on the board you Mm -hmm. see it everywhere you see people eating the stupid donuts and i'm like i'm getting me that Mm -hmm. i am getting me yes that Mm -hmm. granted this is susanna back 14 years ago yes no english so how you get your donut may i please (laughs) (laughs) get (laughs) a combo number one May I please have? <laughs> I would write it down. Oh, oh that's so cute though. Yeah. I happened to come across the only Tim Hortons that did not make those donuts oh, that shit. day. It took a hard three years for me to buy another one of oh, those Lord. suckers. Because I was so sad. Oh. They look so delicious. Mm. That's okay. And I practiced my, may I have? Oh, shit. That's, <laughs> all, that's so cute. Susanna. Chocolate donut. <laughs> chocolate donut. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> but yes. That's story. okay. Okay. So we can get on the road. Let's get into the case. Like I said, this one is called an officer and a pervert. Mm-hmm. Um, as we already unpacked, the case was suggested by one of our listeners. Hey. And, and a supporter from the jump created for you. Thank you for this energy. Thank mm-hmm. you for the support. So let's get into it. In 2000, 2008, a series of break-ins were happening in the Orleans area. And this is apparently in Canada. So this confused me. I thought it was New Orleans. Oh, mm. we're in Canada. Are we close? No. Okay. I, I only looked up one of the locations. You should be so proud of me. <laughs> I normally don't look up any. Yeah, why are we still... I don't know why we why like are that. Why always making these questions? I Chanel, don't know. This is like the third episode on a row no, that we're like... making these questions. Where is this? Where don't, is it's in. It's in Canada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? So yes, a series of breakings were happening in the Orleans area, mm-hmm. and the auto 
Ottawa police, so it's oh. close to Ottawa. The Ottawa Police Department were at a loss regarding the culprit. Okay. They were so stumped that they even set up undercover officers in an area called Wilkie Drive. Okay. But they had no luck. So I guess Wilkie Drive is where they were having the most cases happening. So the break-ins were evolving. What started as a missing underwear? Yes. We have mm. yet another case where underwear is being stolen. Never good. This is never a good place to start, right? The minute panties go missing, yes. you should just be concerned. <laughs> that is about to be a lot of bullshit, okay? So panties missing left and right. Okay. But it was escalating because in one instance, underwear wasn't the only thing missing. Okay. As there were signs of semen at the scene, ah. as well as a note on the computer saying, Merci. <laughs> <laughs> it's Canada. <laughs> it's Canada. The perfect. It's nice. That's all I had to say. When I read that, I was like, that is that sounds like Canada. Sorry, I stole your pants. Sorry, I just on your bed and stole your pants. Hey, nasty. But then had the audacity to be like, thank you. (laughs) It's the most Canadian thing. Right. Sorry. Dear neighbor. It was a neighbor. Hey, how you know? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, and this part's not funny. It was a twelve-year-old girl's bedroom that this happened in, which is disgusting, right? Uh Uh Detective Sergeant Jim Van Allen was quoted as saying that the prowler posed an increasing danger for hands-on sexual assaults as he continued to evade capture. So obviously he gained more brazen. He breaking in, stealing panty, not getting caught. What? For stealing okay. panties. So now he obviously escalating because he leaving the semen at the scene and he basically taunting them. He wasn't wrong. Van Allen, the detective, he was not wrong. In 2009, in the Tweed area, Tweed is apparently somewhere in the region of... Um, near to No, it's near to like Belleville. You know where Belleville is? East. East of Toronto. Okay. I, I had a map. I looked it up. <laughs> in 2009, two women, one identified as Jane Doe, because okay. you know she don't want her business in the yeah. street. Fair, that's her business. Mm-hmm. And the other, as I'm gonna try to pronounce her last name, me. I'm mm-hmm. struggling this time. Mm-hmm. Lori Masekate okay. were asleep in their homes on separate occasions when mm-hmm. someone broke in. Both women were bound and blindfolded, assaulted. Oh. I'm going to assume sexually assaulted and forced to take nude photos. Fuck man. Doesn't this sound like Jerry? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry. Mm-hmm. He nasty ass. Jerry. Yeah. So there were no leads in either case. And the prowler was dubbed the Tweed Creeper. And he was escalating indeed. And it seemed like now that he graduated to hands-on assault, okay. as predicted by the detective, by the detective, he was emboldened by mm-hmm. his evasion of capture by the police. You know, he feeling good. He's like, Of course he's doing. Like, he's terrorizing yeah. the village and yeah. just running rampant. Yeah. So he's basically like, catch me if you can. Try your best. So, did this guy have a police background? This is what people were wondering. Because mostly... Chanel, I was about to ask you. Wouldn't it be twisted if it's the same Jimmy? Oh, that would be twisted if it was the same detective. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's not. I'll go ahead and tell you that it's not Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. Put that to rest. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, but people were wondering. Mm -hmm. Like, does he have some kind of police background? If he did what he's leaving his semen If he doesn't have a record, his his body biologicals will not be in the system like when you have a, a i think in the states it's called codis or okay codic. i don't know what it's called don't come for me i'll look it up i'll do better next time but in the states they have like a don't make any promises 
that's true i probably won't just i'll just call it what i want they have a database right okay. and like when your um fingerprints and sample like swabs and dna mm-hmm. samples get into that system it's now available across the board mm-hmm. because what they were finding is that it, it does take a long time to show up or to search but it is better than the previous system where you will have a co- crime committed in a state uh-huh. they may have your dna evidence on their system but mm-hmm. if you went to a next state and committed the crime they, they can't link it yeah now they have like a unified system mm-hmm. which i think everywhere should have and then when you put your dna mm-hmm. into that database it will come up but if this person's squeaky clean he could beep semen wherever he wants yeah nobody gonna know who it is unless they happen to have a reason to test his dna nobody will know wow yeah yeah so why was he so good at not getting caught they mm-hmm. had to figure this out and they had to figure it out quick because they felt like their creeper was well on his way to becoming a murderer mm-hmm. on the night of november the 23rd 2009 he became just that Jeez. a murderer so asleep in her bed corporal marie france como uh, it's c-o-m-e-a-u uh, friend so i think it's como was attacked in her trenton home it's close to belleville mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's so you didn't know where belleville was so if i think if we pull it up on a map it's it's fairly close it's okay. canada close you know okay. yeah <laughs> right? Four hours. yeah <laughs> so as a military woman herself como put up a fight but was subdued when the assailant hit her repeatedly on the head ah. with a flashlight for over two hours Jesus. como was raped and beaten the culprit also recorded the assault on video and took photos photographs just like Jerry. Once done, her face was wrapped with duct tape mm-hmm. and she was asphyxiated because obviously she can't breathe, right? Her body was left wrapped in a duvet and was not found for another 30 hours. Oh. So it seemed like the killer couldn't be stopped because I mean, he attacked a military woman. Yeah. And that's something I want to say right now. I believe that Belleville area mm-hmm. is a military neighborhood. Okay. Because I did know somebody once who was in the Air Force okay. and it's stationed out there in Belleville. Okay. Um, so like it seemed the, the killer couldn't be stopped. Around 1 a.m. on January 29, 2010, Jessica Lloyd now, she was asleep in bed when she mm-hmm. was also attacked by someone breaking into her home. Ah. She was raped and forced to take photos. Jessica was not spared a prolonged assault, however, because she was taken to another location, oh. a cottage, and for the next 18 hours, held Jesus. captive, forced to shower, and repeatedly assaulted until uh. she was finally murdered by having her skull smashed oh. with a flashlight and strangled with Jesus. rope. Please tell me that this guy got caught. We're getting, we're getting to it. Uh. All of which was captured on video by the sick and twisted murderer. Her body oh, was like, eventually dumped in the woods. Okay. A question? Yeah. Are they finding these videos or are they found no, no, right, no, like no. after the fact? This is found after the fact. Okay. Yes. So the videos it's are not found. not like he's like leaving the video, the video uh-huh. yes, there. Yes. And, okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the person videotaped it. This was happening to members of the military or those close to the military. Yeah. And it's not surprising that every effort was being made to capture the person responsible. A massive search was launched with members of the military and neighborhood assisting and the use of a search and rescue aircraft was even authorized by colonel russell williams himself okay so from the jump the police assumed the murders were linked as well as linked it to the tweed creeper so they mm-hmm. didn't treat them like separate situations they were all you know? together okay. they were all together they mm-hmm. were like listen that's it's smart. so it's so odd mm-hmm. that this suddenly is happening over here in mm-hmm. tweed and it's happening over here in orleans and it's happening in trenton we think it's one person operating in this 
area. area. Not that it's super close to Ottawa, but I'm not sure how far it is by driving, but I'm just saying. They just went ahead and made the assumption that it was all linked. They had tons of help and logged extensive man hours to find Jessica's body, as well Mm -hmm. as identifying their poop. Now, a witness reported that a silver-colored SUV was seen parked in a field near Jessica's home on the night that she disappeared. And this gave the police their first clue. They were able to find tire tracks in the snow. Mm-hmm. And they created a narrow list. Like I had a list of vehicles mm-hmm. that the tire tracks could have possibly come from. Wow. One of which included a Nissan Pathfinder. Which I think is actually a pretty big SUV. Yes. So they only have, I mean, it's just tire tracks. But you can still narrow it down to a bunch of stuff. Like not every tire leaves the same tracks and all that jazz. Oh, the and same impressions. The, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the, like uh, the treads, like how yeah. worn the treads are exactly the width of the tired Mm -hmm. that makes a difference too yeah i mean i guess they can narrow it i mean it's not like down to the one yeah because it's 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 a big ass place Mm -hmm. like if you're saying you know you remember our good friends bob and fred with their white buick yes yeah it's a very specific car i don't know how many have this big buick but was it a road master or something like that yeah yeah you know but i feel like nissan pathfinder is a pretty popular Mm -hmm. a car so that's why I was just like, oh, this is not that much. But also these are smaller towns. This is true. This is true. It's not like so it's a big, exactly. big area. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is this was a, a spot for them to start off. And me, I was skeptical when, you know, I was yep. like, oh, all you have is tire tracks. Mm-hmm. But they made it work for them. So on February 4, 2010, the police were conducting a checkpoint stop for drunk drivers on Highway 37. Okay. They were also using the stop as an opportunity to ask so, questions about Jessica's disappearance, which I thought was pretty smart. Like, yes. This full of smart police work. This whole segment right? unlike the last time listen <laughs> we, we've been disappointed before yes. they came true this time That's because good. they were like this nasty man stealing mm-hmm. panty mm-hmm. then leaving semen then attacking women together. they're like we have to stop this because mm-hmm. I, you know also I have to imagine it's that small town energy. Mm-hmm. Everybody know everybody. So Sense they feel... Sense of community. Exactly. exactly. They feel yeah. personally mm-hmm. victimized of here. Of course. Because it's your neighbor. Yeah. So I feel like when you have a big city, it's like, I don't know that person. She says somebody leaving on she bed. Mm-hmm. Nobody, no. nobody that no. worried about it. Close your window. You know, so somebody <laughs> can come in and leave semen on your bed. Yeah. You're going to be all right. <laughs> you know? But when you get to like a town like this where you literally probably know everybody, mm-hmm. they will take a, a real interest in trying to find this person so yeah. you have to I have to say kudos to the police in this on yes. this one because they yes. really did the most like I said they were conducting a checkpoint stop for drunk drivers so mm-hmm. here what as we stop in them they ask some questions about yeah. the Jessica case and see if anybody seem a little shifty a little suspicious mm-hmm. when we ask them about the disappearance then a car came to us right in front of them okay. the occupant seemed to be in a hurry because he said he had a sick child at home however mm-hmm. the policeman at the checkpoint didn't see a noticed, car seat. well no not that they didn't see a car uh-huh. seat but they noticed Notice that the tire of the vehicle matched the tire tracks found at the scene. So they say we're going to give them a little extra surveillance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of people in the area. Yeah. Because remember, like you said, it's a small town. Small town. Not a lot of people in the area have been on their radar mm-hmm. because of the tires. Yeah. Like, it can't hurt to look at this guy. Yeah. So they set up surveillance and they were watching him. And then they discovered he was lying about having a sick child at home. Because he is childless. Mm-hmm. He don't have no children with his person. <laughs> of, course, right? of course. So they say, we need to bring him in because why you lying if you innocent? Yeah. Right? This is their point. What What you lying for? Where's your kid? Yeah, where this child? Where yeah. the sick child? Yes. Because they, they, they watch them. They're like, he don't have no child. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? He lie. Yeah. So they bring him in. Who did they bring in? 
none other than Colonel Russell Williams, the one Fuck. who authorized the search, the one who authorized the aircraft for the search. They brought him in. No, no, they brought him no, in. No, no, and they were no. particularly interested because it turns out that Marie France Como worked under him. No. Oh yes. Oh yes. I don't know what his tie is to Jessica, but okay. they were like, "That's interesting." You know, one of our victims. Mm-hmm. You have tires that match. Just mm-hmm. starting to put together. You know, we have questions. Yeah. So who who is this guy that okay. they brought in? Okay. David Russell Williams was born March 7, nineteen sixty-three, in England to parents mm-hmm. Cedric and Christine Williams. At some point, they didn't say exactly. The family migrated to Canada, okay. and they were living in Chalk River, Ontario. I actually googled this one because mm-hmm. it's like far, far, like Algonquin far. <laughs> if you're not with us here. In Toronto, that is like north, north. You thought we were the north? Like Toronto is not just the whole north. Like you gotta keep going. Toronto is the south. <laughs> Toronto is the south of the north. Toronto is the Florida of Canada. Oh, because south of the is. location. Things weren't perfect in their household. They are never right. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the parents got divorced, and the mother went and married a family friend who was a neighbor, okay. and he started carrying that guy's last name, Sovka, okay. and they moved to like South Korea. He traveled around the world. Mm-hmm. He didn't only live in Canada. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. For unreported reasons, he started back carrying his Williams last name. And he did that before enrolling in the Canadian Armed Forces in 1987. And he was excelling as a serviceman. Like, they were like, he's the best. He received his Doing flying everything. wings, whatever mm-hmm. that means. I guess that means your ability to fly uh, aircraft. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> in 1990. What else would you have? Wins? Wings. <laughs> <laughs> and then one year later, in 1991, he married Mary Elizabeth Harriman on June 1st of that same year. Okay. So he continued to climb the ladder. And he was really very well respected mm-hmm. like he he and then he would became a major he was promoted to major in 99 and okay. then in the future sworn in as a wing commander okay. so he just he's just the top 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 yes. at top so he had such an incredible reputation Susanna that he and was considered such an upstanding model mm-hmm. military officer that he was selected to fly Queen Elizabeth <gasps> and Prince Philip the then Duke of Edinburgh and he also flew for many Canadian dignitaries like that's how top at top we talking here. Wow. Yeah. So things were going real good for us all. Yeah, he had a cottage up in Tweed. Coincidence? Okay. I think not, because Tweed is one of our. That's one of the places. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cottage. Yes. And he had a home on Wilkie Drive, Don't Orleans, with the wife. And although childless, which is relevant because he tell the people he had a sick child at yeah. home, he seemed happy enough with his wife, mm-hmm. both being avid golfers. Now, this is a moment where I want to say that that sounds real boring. And based on this alone, <laughs> I have to assume that their marriage was sour. And I know uh, it have people out there who play golf and they enjoy it. I have a friend, Kitty, yeah. he really enjoys playing golf and whatnot. But I mean, like, daddy, only thing you and your person have going for them? Golf? The sport of, let's watch. Let's watch as he <laughs> hits the ball into the hole. That sport? Yeah, why not? So But apparently, you know, that's just my, my one person opinion. Okay. But they were going strong because they were married for like 13 plus years at the time all this shit was kicking off. So we fast forward into his interrogation now. So I've given you some backstory into okay. who you're dealing with. You're uh-huh. dealing with a super respected super, military super. man. And yet he was brought in. He was brought in because mm-hmm. he had a little too many things yes. that lined up. Yes. You're living yes. on Wilkie yes. Drive where they set up mm-hmm. the surveillance. You, you have, have a cottage in Tweed. You, you have, have your the tires, tires. 
branches. Yes, and you have no kid. I have and no you kid. lied to me. Uh-huh. And you said, and found out that you were a supervisor or whatever. He was to the first victim, Mary mm-hmm. Frank. Come on. Like, it just have a little too much. Yeah. Too much seems suspicious. So, Williams, or Russell, I'll call him, mm-hmm. was put in a hot seat by Detective Jim Smith. Oh. And Smith was really patient with Russell, who was given kind of non-committal answers for everything. He not incriminating himself, but he not giving satisfactory answers. Okay. Like, me, I ask you, what you do Friday night? And you're like, I don't know, home. Yeah. I'm like, no, what did you do on Friday night? You know? Like, I mean, if I've been interrogated by the police for a murder, I tell them everything, you know? Yeah. When I bid, when I yes. pee. You know, like, this I, is where I was. It's hard to do it, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying, you know, he wasn't giving him enough. Okay. So Smith noticed Russell's boots, and it was downhill from there. See, all Russ was wearing boots with soles that to Smith's eyes matched the prints left at the scene. So, yeah, he was stupid enough to go to a murder interview with he murder boots on. Yeah, I know. Remember when you said at some point, like criminals were like, okay, I've been, doing, I've been doing all this. Yeah. And then you're like, you're not getting it. Yeah. Because he started with the semen. He started just stealing panties. And uh, well, in leaving the semen behind. Yeah. And then now it's like, meh, you're not catching me. Yeah. Or don't you think he was just that arrogant that he thought he would get away with Probably, it? Probably, because, because he's all the way high. He's all the way high, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So while he was being ever so patient, Smith was executing a search warrant on Russell's home. Oh, so he shit. didn't tell Russell about that. So okay. he interrogated him, noticed Russell's boots have the same kind of pattern mm-hmm. as what's left on the scene. And at this same time, while Russell there, I guess they had enough evidence just based upon the tire prints and the fact that he was... He lied. A, he lied. Mm-hmm. and he was a senior official to Mary Frank Como that they were able to get warrants to go search his home and yep. they didn't just check his one house in Ottawa they, they went up in Tweed that's right of course Mary Pearl's clutched was shot hmm? they were able to find his camera a murder kit that's what I'm calling it because okay. it was a duffel bag containing a black skull cap a lock picking manual so he want to pick the lock but he need help <laughs> and um, boxes and pillowcases stuffed with people's underwear and lingerie then in the basement of his Ottawa home Mm -hmm. they found computer hard drives containing videos of his predatory behavior that spanned two years two years he was doing this stealing people but it apparently had it had victims that didn't know that they were burglarized because remember all he was doing in the beginning was stealing underwear that happens to everybody you're like I thought I washed that you know one sock I thought I washed that one where Mm -hmm. that gone and you just eventually forget about it you're like that's odd maybe the you know dryer ate it you know sometimes that happens things disappear Mm -hmm. and so it had people who didn't never even reported that they were burglarized because they didn't know that they were burglarized Mm -hmm. and they found out when they were looking at this two years worth of information found on his hard drive but they were also they were able to figure out who his victims were because he apparently kept a detailed inventory as well (laughs) of all the things he compiled (laughs) so with all the evidence being turned up against Russell at Russell's residences Smith straight up asks Russell all right where is she referring to Jessica Mm -hmm. to which Russell seemingly defeated simply replied you got a map his interrogation lasted 10 hours and there's videos readily available of it on YouTube I will of course link the videos if you're interested in watching the videos but I also read that people were saying that Detective Smith did such a good job Mm -hmm. of being patient and keeping him talking and have him just give enough that 
we know he's trying to evade getting caught so we know you're lying and not giving up too much of what they've been finding mm-hmm. because apparently while he was being interrogated Smith was leaving the room to find to hear from the people on the scene at the house Team what work, they had teamwork mm-hmm. they really, the really want to find yes this they time. really want to find it. and they said that they use now the Russell Williams tape as mm-hmm. a study guide on how to conduct an interrogation oh, because he did you, such Smith. a yeah he, he did such a good job yes so police immediately started looking into other unsolved cases mm-hmm. I don't know who these police are but I find it a good I job I want them we need them but they were not able to find any concrete links between Russell and any other cases as far as I know so Russell was charged with murder mm-hmm. sexual assault and forcible confinement as well as breaking and entering he pleaded guilty to his 88 charges and he never had to face trial because he pled guilty in April of 2010 Russell attempted suicide no he was trying to stuff you know the cardboard toilet mm-hmm. paper tube yep. down his throat and he was stopped by the guards who were mm-hmm. able I guess to pull it out they put him on a 24 hour suicide watch Meh. and then in October 2010 Russell was sentenced to two life terms yes but with parole after 25 years and registered as a sex offender so I don't know why they gave him parole I have no idea why I don't know if his military service was a factor but I don't see how that's a factor mm-hmm. anymore because he used his position um, as a superior oh, yes. and, and targeted somebody so I feel like his... and he was smoking everybody by like yes you go ahead and search yeah and, and providing a search aircraft yes. knowing they would not find her yeah. so at his sentencing he was apparently shaking and tearing and said that he was indescribably ashamed and quote I know the crimes I committed have traumatized many people so the judge this one was surprising to me but the judge said nothing surprised him anymore and that he actually believed that his apology was sincere I don't know how I feel about that because I read and this is really upsetting Russell also messaged the father of Marie Francomoy you know the the military yes, woman who the he first attacked lady, yes. to offer his sympathy or something like that to the father. So he took the time to message this no. man knowing he killed this girl. And it was revealed that before she died, Jessica, the second victim, started having seizures and said, if I die, will you make sure my mom knows I love her? That's wow. what she said before she died. And so I just don't see how the judge can find... Is he really sorry? I don't know. But I find it sinister that he took the time to say sorry to the families and, and videotape well, this girl crying. To, he had to do what by the book Oh, what would be done. expected. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I was the boss. Yeah. I'm expected to, you know, uh, yeah. send flowers, yeah, sympathy. Yeah, yeah. You're right, blah, 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 blah. you're right, you're right. Like to cover up because it will be the very suspicious mm-hmm. to have a boss and not, yeah. you know? Especially in Canada. To be fair, you're right. It yeah. is it is a very like traditional thing to do. Like yeah. you have somebody That's pass. That's the so. right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. He remains incarcerated at a maximum security prison in Quebec and I feel like he should stay there forever and ever. Yeah. Um a few civil lawsuits were filed against Russell and Mary mm-hmm. and Mary because you know, she claimed that she didn't know anything. But people are like, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you remember Jerry wife? She also did not know. They thought that she was guilty and she was involved. But, I mean, if somebody doesn't want to see something, they ain't going to see it. And, okay, I used to be the one checking things. Okay. Around the partners. I know it's sick. But I used to be the one doing that. Check what things, like records and stuff like that? Like phone and what you doing, where you were going type of shit. Ah, oh, that's a little extra. I would I would do a background check on somebody. Though. No! Of course. I want to know if they're a murderer. You want to know? 
if somebody have a record mm. look we do this podcast you don't think that's relevant information that, yeah but I, I'm not gonna say I have done it like I didn't do it no I haven't done one I oh, said I would, would do have. one oh, okay 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 mm-hmm. okay 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 well it gets to a point that you're just not checking mm. you know obviously you're looking to see if This guy has a second person, you know? You're yeah, not yeah. seeing if you're a murderer. Well, something you know, to think about. <laughs> apparently, he really enjoyed going to this cottage he had up in Tweed. Yeah. And he enjoyed fishing and stuff. And fishing in Canada is a very, it's a it's very a, yes. popular thing. Yes. So, it doesn't seem weird, I think, if she said, oh, he went up to the cottage for the weekend to fish. You know what I mean? And if he really did come back with fish, she'd be like, oh, he really went up there to fish. It yeah. does, uh, he was just happened to be murdering people in his off time yeah. or stealing underwear. Or whatever i want to say something as well most of the time when this happened they people try to make a claim oh this is a person that, that didn't have the resources like economic resources mm-hmm. mentally ill because of the environment they grew up they lo- they grew up in a low income situation and now that twisted their mind this is a well kept man yes. this like yes. higher up this yeah. is not like all traumatized for his life and he tried to make a good life and and that was not happening for him no bullshit like he knew what he was doing he intentionally did it and he knew what he was doing when he offered to look for Jessica yeah. all these things it is not yeah. it's not about the money it's not about growing up in a, a household where they struggle with money and he has to start stealing nothing mm-hmm. that's what I tried to make this point because Because most of the time when yeah. this happened, they try to like yeah, well, you soften do know. the situation. I see your point that you're trying to make. In general, what people have noticed is that when people of a certain racial group yes. commit a crime, it's suddenly mental health. And mm-hmm. then if somebody else oh, commits a group, grew up in, in yes, this all of a sudden l- your, areas, your yes. lifestyle factors mm-hmm. become relevant. Yeah. So it's like, oh, his parents were divorced. Any yes. form of abuse. He And he, has, he suffers from whatever mental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. phobia the minute it's somebody of color who commits the same crime yes he's just wicked yes. now i'm not saying that they don't have wicked people out there i'm just saying be consistent across the board you know if, if you're gonna take people lifestyle factors into consideration when they look a certain way do it for everybody everybody and personally i just don't know how much i think lifestyle factors are relevant unless you could directly link it to what they were doing like sexual assault does play a massive role in people's mental health and how they view other people and the relationships they have with yeah. other people. So I would take that as a significant contribution. Mm-hmm. But if you said to me their parents are divorced, you know how many fucking people walking around with their parents Hello. divorced? Hello, to me too. There you and go. you're fine. You didn't kill nobody. Exactly. So uh, that just one, talking about that is irrelevant, <laughs> you know? So uh-huh. I think we have to decide what is considered mm-hmm. a mitigating factor. All right, just just wrap up here. So like I said, a few civil lawsuits were filed against them, but they were settled for undisclosed amounts. A third lawsuit was filed against, not only against Russell and Mary, but mm-hmm. also against the OPP, which is the Ontario Provincial Police. Yeah. Because Laurie Masakate, I don't know if you remember her from the very beginning, she was one of the girls who was assaulted.
assaulted and forced to take photos. Yeah, but she, she was not killed. killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She claimed that they didn't warn people about a predator being in the town because apparently when the first girl had gotten assaulted, Jane Doe, yeah. they knew that there was a possibility that um, it was the same predator who was doing shit in Orleans, right? Oh, wow. You remember now we're in Tweed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some the same thing was kind of happening. Yeah. But they didn't alert people that, you know, somebody might this be in town. This is happening, happening, yeah. And apparently only after her attack is when they notified the public that please be on the lookout, there's a prowl and That's blah, blah, sad. blah. And so the OPP settled out of court. Mary, of course, initiated a divorce. Yeah. I don't blame you, Mary. Screw you, Russell. Screw you big time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Is this my second case in a row about people stealing panties? No, no, no. We had we had the clueless criminals in, the, in between. <laughs> I was just like, when I started reading that, but I could remember originally I was going to do the, the little boy's case. Mm. And I was like, no. no, 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 not not today. Not today for that. But when I started to read up this case, which I knew from before, and I felt like a lot of people know the case. So I was just like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do it. People might be bored of this topic because it's fairly common but you didn't know it so it was worth no, it to do it and it's worth it to do it for anybody who didn't know the case when I started reading up on it I was like oh shit Jerry used to steal people panty hunting too if you know somebody who likes to steal panty check on them because they may be <laughs> escalating you ready is your case lighter than mine it is pervy but I can tell you up front nobody died oh I like that yeah that's a, that's a refreshing change of pace <laughs> <laughs> but pervy nonetheless a lot of the feedback I've been getting about last week's yeah. episode was everybody just felt so intensely bad for Maricela. Yes. Like she was just trying everything. Fuck man. But like, still gosh, proud. Like, proud Yeah, of her. yeah. That proud. was really amazing. And I looked yes. at all the pictures online and you see mm-hmm. her in like a dress about justice yes. for Ruby and yes. she has this sign. Do you know that dress what she was naked under it, right? Oh really? Yeah, the one that she has like, like the picture. Like she sewed it on to herself? One, yeah. No, wow. she has a picture of like, like a banner Yeah. on the front yeah. and the back. Yeah. She was naked underneath. Oh, and she had like tape two straps oh yes. it's tape it's taped uh, yeah that man yeah that was an incredible story <laughs> this is not a, a a long long ass case so. okay Mary Catherine Smish Smish let me see how you spell that no, no oh it's, it's Schmitz ah! yeah you're right you're right <laughs> was born in 1962 in California. She was the fourth of seven children raised in a very strict Catholic school. Okay. A Catholic home too. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it was household. Okay. <laughs> when she was two years old, her father began a political career and successfully ran as a Republican for a seat in the state congress. Okay. And he held position as a California state senator and U.S. congressman. Her family was all around politics. Her brother was (laughs) a deputy consul to President George H.W. Bush. All right. Her other brother, Joseph, was an inspector general of the U.S. Department of Defense under President George W. Bush. Mary Kay, which is what they called her, Hmm. uh, she was attending Chanel son of a bitch everybody called her mary kate she was going to school in arizona state university and she married a classmate his name is steve said the last name laterno that one okay <laughs> and she conceived her first of four kids mm-hmm. with him the couple moved to alaska and after one year her husband was transferred to seattle where mary kate gave birth to the second baby mm-hmm. and graduated from the 
Seattle University in 1989 with a teaching degree. And she began to teach second grade at Shorewood Elementary School. Mm-hmm. How old is second grade? I don't know grades. Hold on. Um, four is junior kindergarten. Five is senior kindergarten. Six is first grade. Seven is second grade. Okay. Seven years old. Oh, uh, we call that like standard one in Trinidad. A little bit about their marriage. Mm-hmm. They were having financial problems. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? And they both were cheating. Okay, so they were both cheating on each other. Yeah. Wow. And a neighbor said that she was emotionally and physically abused by her husband during mm-hmm. her marriage. Mm-hmm. And twice she went to the hospital. The police were called, but no charges were filed. Mm-hmm. Which we see a lot in the domestic situations. Yes. Yeah, yes. unfortunately. Now, Billy Folau Folio. Oh, oh I think it's say? Folau. He was born in 1983 and he was Mary Kay's student both in second grade mm-hmm. and sixth grade at the Shorewood Elementary School. By sixth grade is seven years old, you said? No. Second grade is seven. Oh. Sixth grade is Emma's age, 11. 11. Okay, okay, okay. This is the twisted part of all this situation. On June 18, 1996. So mm. by this time, oh, do the math. Um, like how old guy, is he? This guy is uh, what? 13. 13. Okay. Listen, maths is not we 40. But you, you carry say that I'm an accountant. With a calculator. With a calculator. <laughs> it's not <laughs> mental math. <laughs> so a policeman found a car parked in a marina mm-hmm. where Mary Kay and Billy were together. Billy was lying down on the back seat mm-hmm. and the police was like, okay, there you are car. And what prompted him to approach the car, uh-huh. it was because he saw a person coming from the front seat to the ah, back seat. Yeah, that's if that's mm-hmm. a universal sign for some shit, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> exactly. They were questioned. So he didn't catch them in the act of anything. No. He just saw her going into the backseat or saw whoever going into exactly. the backseat. Exactly. So, of course, we at this point, they knew it was Mary Kate because she was the one driving and he was lying down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the backseat. They lie about his age. And Mary Kay said, oh, I had an argument with my husband in mm-hmm. front of Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy got so upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that ran away from home mm. and I went to look for him mm-hmm. and comfort him because he was upset about yeah. about seeing fight. On March 4th, 1997, mm-hmm. Mary Kay was arrested after a relative and her husband contacted the police claiming that she was having sexual relationships with a minor. Mary Kay plead guilty to two counts of second degree child rape. Mm. Or what was the name of the other the, we were talking the other day? Statutory. Statutory. Mm-hmm. Statutory rape. On May 29, 1997, whilst she was waiting for her sentence, mm-hmm. Billy and Mary Kay welcomed their first daughter. First daughter. He's 14. Yes. And he became a father. 14. And she was how old at this time? Uh, 30-something. Mm-hmm. I remember when this case was playing out in the media and everybody was, you know, kind of up in arms. I can't remember if they have like pictures of her in the court house pregnant and stuff like that and he's 14 and he's the father of this baby yes mm-hmm. yes so mary Kay was sentenced to six and a half years in prison but through a plea agreement her sentence was reduced to six months this is upsetting that is upsetting that's all she got yes and three years of sex offender as part of the agreement mary Kay will not contact billy how is that gonna all? work if she had his baby or her five children's or have any contact 
contact with any kid. But how is that going to work if she had his baby? She has his baby. Grandmother asked for custody of the baby. His mother or her mother? Yeah, his mother. His mother. Okay. His mother. Mm-hmm. So she's basically raising the father and the daughter. So you could imagine what her family was saying if they're so prominent and they were involved in all of this mm-hmm. high-ranking military stuff. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Today is like the Fall from Grace episode. Jesus, yeah. How do we do this? <laughs> because I was gonna do a, a serial killer. I was gonna do the two children and mm. oh. Mm. All right. <laughs> On February 3rd, 1998, two weeks after completing her jail sentence, Mary Kate was found by a police car again <laughs> close to Billy's house. Was Billy with her? Of course. Like, I just, you know what? I, I, I know what they look like. I know the case. I ain't saying nothing against Billy. I ain't saying nothing against Mary but Kate. It's the same but she was shit. so hard up for this 40. He looked 14. He was definitely yeah. a boy. Like, how? How was she yes, so enamored yes, with this right, boy? Like yes. chasing him down. Like you left prison and you were still like, a, you know, going after him. Mm-hmm. That's mad to me. Mm-hmm. That's mad. Okay. So of course they provided fake names. <laughs> when they Because s- nobody knew them. Right? <laughs> dumb. Dumb as hell. <laughs> when the police searched the car, they found $6,200 in cash. They were going on the lam. <laughs> Baby clothes. Her passport uh, and receipt for $850 in men's clothing. Mm-hmm. He's not a man. She probably had to shop in the children's section. <laughs> this is so disgusting. And the baby. Yeah. And the- <laughs> Maybe they went to like, you know, the, the kids side. Gap kids. <laughs> to gap kids and buy everything. What the hell is she doing shopping in the men's section? This is nasty, Mary Kay. You're nasty. I said what I said. <laughs> Stop laughing. She nasty no ass. In February 1998, the judge said, fuck you. Yeah. Mary Kay, you cannot Directly keep your pants. Jail. You cannot keep your pants. And remember, this is part of the plea. Yeah. That's part of the agreement. Yeah. So <laughs> she's going to stay. Exactly. Gonna, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because now she with her child, trying to leave with her next child. You, you understand what's going on? She with the child she had the situation with. So the first issue is that she with the victim. The second issue is that he is a child. The third issue is that they're trying to take her next child with them, which is their baby yeah. that they conceive in the commission of a crime okay mm-hmm. so in february they found them and then after that the judge said no you go back to prison because she violated the known contact agreement mm-hmm. or order mm-hmm. and at that time mary Kay confessed that she had had sex with billy in january january police said that um when they found the they found them together in the car there was no evidence of sexual activity Mm-hmm. And then she was serving her sentence in the Washington Correction Center for Women. Okay. Nine months later. I wonder what happened. <laughs> October 16, 1998. Mary Angel has her second child, another daughter. I'm so upset. <laughs> It's not that I didn't know, you know. I knew, but... <laughs> he managed to get her pregnant every time while she was in prison. She tutored the inmates, but she also... Oh, yeah, because she's a teacher. She is a teacher. <laughs> and then, but she also was mouthy mm. with the guards. Mm-hmm. So at one time, she spent, I want to say, six months in solitary confinement. Um, confinement. 
It's what she deserves. Yeah. Why would you punish for six months? Because she tried to write letters for Billy and they found her and they're like, mm, What is gone. wrong with this woman? You there. Obsessed with this mm, boy. Mm-hmm. But this is so this is so twisted because I don't know why she was so fixated on him. Woman, you already have four kids. I forget that about might them. Be the age of you, the kid that you're trying to be with. I forgot. I can't uh-huh. forget. She Shit. had four kids. So now kids. she's at six. Six. Shit. Six kids. Yeah. Right? So you're fucking up your life. The life of your first set of kids and the life of the kids that you have with this kid. Mm. Oh God, that really hurts in my head. So, yes. It's a that lot of children like judging. And I am going to own it. Yes, I'm judging you. No, we don't. So, we don't. We judge yeah. rapists, murderers. Like I think when we said the other day that we don't judge nobody, that sentence need a little amendment. Like we don't judge you if you're not out here perpetrating crimes and being nasty. But if you nasty, if you deliberately use your position of power to be abusive, if you are generally abusive, if you're just a stink human being, we go judge you. Of course, like uh, that's just normal. So I mean, yeah, accept it. <laughs> Thank you. Billy was uh, dropped out of school, mm. and his mother had now custody for these two grandbabies. So she had three she children. Had. She, she had, had him three plus uh-huh. his two children. Mm-hmm. He struggled with depression. He mm-hmm. attempted suicide in March 1999. Oh shit! I didn't know that about him. In May 1999, while she was in prison, Mary Kay and Stephen got divorced, mm-hmm. and he got custody of the four kids. I'm not surprised. Yeah. 2002 now. Billy's family sued the school for emotional suffering, lost wages, and costs of rearing... Rearing? Rearing the children. Uh-huh. Because you have to raise the children. Yeah. But why is it the school's fault? Why is that the Latino the, family the, fault? The family claimed that the school didn't protect the children. Was the school aware of of Mary Kay's behavior. Honestly, I was so upset when I read this because at some point, do you remember when they found them the first time? Yeah, when the policeman was the like, po- hey. when they found out the age of the man, mm-hmm. the, the, of Boy. Billy, mm-hmm. and they called the mother. The mother said, where was he? Oh, he was with the teacher, Mary Kay. She said, oh, it's okay. They're together. Like That's what the mother said? Yeah, because the, well, he yeah, because was the teacher. Trust the teacher. She trusts the teacher. And I'm like, how is it that you're not putting two and two together that you're not going into jail well, I, I want to know I want to no, know but who su- that cra- what were you doing what no, were you doing Susanna, there Susanna you don't know you, you see so you told us the story about how you know he was her student and then they got fo- found in the car but you don't know if he was like acting up at home and maybe when the mother goes to the school the teacher is like oh I know Billy's having some problems at mm. home you know I'll tutor him after school yeah. that kind of thing you don't know what she's saying to the mother for yeah. the mother to believe that she can be trusted to do this you know i think a lot of people who are abusers of children assert themselves into a position of being helpful yeah and in reality they're being nasty yeah but she claimed that the school should protect them again this is a woman that now is raising three kids and realized that her son got raped by yeah. this woman. Now he got into the responsibility of two kids. Yeah. So she's out to get somebody. Obviously, she didn't get any money from mm-hmm, the school. Mm-hmm. On August 4, 2004, Mary Kay was released to, from prison and placed into a community program. Shortly after, because it's 2004, Billy turned 21. So he's an adult adult. And he persuaded the court to like avoid the non-contact 
May 20th, 2005, Mary Kay and Billy got married. The wedding was televised. Well, yeah, everybody was very uh, interested on, on in this. Entertainment Tonight. And Mary Kay said she planned to have another child. I don't know what this woman is, but two kids for me was a lot. By 2005, she already has six. Six! Six! And she was going to return to teaching. Would I just say no? Oh no, you're not going to teach again. Well, of course not. Why would you do that? Like Why would you? So adults? how entitled are you she's enti- to be like, is she oh, teaching I'm a teaching adult? It doesn't matter. It does matter if it's what's an adult. To, what's to prevent her from, from getting into another people's pants? Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is if an adult allows you in their pants and you haven't done anything uh, to... That doesn't mean that they didn't trick you into it. Yeah. It's still a, perfe- a, a position of power. You're right. People do get tricked into things. By May 9, 2017, after 12 years of marriage, they filed for divorce, mm-hmm. but they withdrew mm-hmm. before it Going completed. Going to the divorce. Mm-hmm. And they filed Finally, finally signed the separation by August 2019. Mm-hmm. So just very recently. Very recently. And on July 6, 2020, mm-hmm. Mary Kay died at 58 from cancer at her house. What kind of cancer did they say? It was a shitload named colons or blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Billy and her family were by her side despite mm-hmm. their divorce. And she got Billy into her will mm-hmm. and left him some money. Okay. And so they only had the two girls, right? Or did they have the, the third? The only two girls. Oh, I thought because she said she was planning on having more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other sources that she said, oh, I didn't know I was committing. What's the name? Statutory. They fuck Statutory. She, she uh, lied. That's a lie. Rape. Anybody with sense. Anybody with any kind of sense. Even if you don't know what the term is, because mm-hmm. you only recently learned the term statutory mm-hmm. rape. Even if you didn't know what the term is, you know it wrong. Even if you say to me, I didn't know what the crime was called i just know it wasn't right why would you be parked there, off in the corner yeah with your yeah, with little yeah, boyfriend yeah. if it was legal if it was legal y'all will be out and bad in the streets and then everybody and see yeah you're, you're checking at a motel mm-hmm. yeah you're mm-hmm. cheating on your husband so you still want to be a little mm-hmm. covert mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if it, it was so you know common yeah. you would have just walked right in the place yeah. with him there is another source that they said that billy now says that he sees how twisted the situation and unhealthy that was the word that he used yeah the situation was yeah well i mean now parent of a child and he wasn't allowed probably to parent in his young young age mm-hmm. because he was in a position to parent you know he don't have no job he couldn't even drive you know no. and so now that he is a parent mm-hmm. and he probably has taken on the responsibilities that go along with that yeah. and he sees how opportunistic a relationship mm-hmm. like that really is mm-hmm. meaning you know he's The, these children are they're living in a in a sense mm-hmm. that would be taken away by this action by mm-hmm. an adult because you have to admit there is a point when we all learn certain things yes and then you don't unlearn it like mm-hmm. when you're young you don't know anything about sex relationships yeah. none of those things but there's a point when you will learn about it yeah and the how you learn about it really affects how you go through the rest of mm-hmm. your life so if the way he learned was because of this opportunistic woman as a parent now he's probably like oh shit that was predatory yeah that wasn't i don't want that to happen romance. to these two kids yeah it, yeah it wasn't romance because no. i didn't know anything about mm-hmm. any of those things no until we're making a lot we, of assumptions here honestly 
this is the twisted part. I find thing. that all the sources, they talk about it. Oh, you know, he was a boy. Da, 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 da. Rape is rape. Regardless of the gender, mm -hmm. you're raping a kid. It's a kid. You're molesting well, a kid. Remember last week we talked about Ruby. Ruby was around this age. Yeah, she was 13. Exactly. Yeah. And it was more like, wow, she was only 13. You know, there was so much focus. Mm -hmm. It's because people feel like when men or boys have sex, it's celebrated. Yes. It's like, oh, good for you. Mm -hmm. You got mm -hmm. some. And when girls have sex, it's shameful, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of stock put into girl virginity yeah. and none put into boy virginity. Yeah. And I think there is quite a narrative around that men expect, want, and always want sex. Yeah. And I don't think that that is completely true. I'm not saying that they're not very um, sexually driven. What I am saying is, is that they are like any other human gonna mm -hmm. have their off times when they're not yes. interested. People just not interested, no. you know, and it happens. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, unfortunately, in that, you know, gender, mm -hmm. they're led to believe that that's not allowed, you know? It's like, exactly. oh, you should always. Uh-huh. Especially if you're... If you're giving yes, this, but that's, you don't have to even work for that's it. That's a big part mm -hmm. of rape culture as well. I did oh. remember something from the Russell case okay. that I forgot to mention. That's okay. He's still collecting his fucking pension. <gasps> <laughs> it was something I forgot to say. It had me so mad. Apparently, because even though he was stripped of his title and he no, long, no longer who serve the, in, the, in the army, while cares. he in prison, he is still collecting. I think, and this number is going to upset you. No. $60,000. Fuck you. His $60,000. No, no. If you could believe it, he is still collecting his $60,000 military pension. I don't know if you're familiar with prison. CRA. I watch of, they uh, didn't have any kids so where's that money put it to a donation so now you're trying to get the tax yes. people on them no listen to this listen mm. to this i don't know if people are familiar with prisons Mm -hmm. I, in addition to true crime, which makes sense, I also watch a lot of prison behind the scenes kind of <laughs> stuff, right? Because okay. I find it fascinating what goes sure. on in there, right? And there's this thing like commissary, mm -hmm. which is where they get like the snacks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they have like books and people put money on their books. Okay. So somebody who doesn't have people on the outside who cares for them mm -hmm. has to really hustle in prison. Mm -hmm. Either have to have a trade, like doing prison tattoos, right? With okay. your weird little machine you make for yourself using pen ink. Very dangerous stuff, right? <laughs> so you could be have a trade, like doing prison tattoos, or maybe you do drugs, like you deal drugs. You have somebody from yes. the outside who might not be able to give you money, but they might be able to give you a little drugs and you no. start to fence it inside. Mm -hmm. Or you get a prison job, but not everybody's selected for the prison jobs of because course. they have to be trusted. Like, yes. We don't let you in the kitchen with a knife if you use a uh, uh, one of the people who in here for a crazy mm -hmm. ass crime mm -hmm. like we can't trust you you might turn around and like chop up everybody to be honest anybody like if we anything we have learned mm. anybody capable, can do it but yes they have to earn their trust yeah so you have to earn it so you can get a little job in the laundry yeah. room whatever it doesn't pay much I don't know how much it pays mm -hmm. but the point is these are your options or you can have somebody put money on your books I am so pissed off that he's collecting this pension because he's in jail with constant money on his mm -hmm. books like he's living like he's probably, he's probably living yeah. like he outside inside 
probably have a TV because he don't have expenses. But does he, does he have access? He live in rent free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He live in rent free, Susanna. Or yeah. anybody who lives in Toronto or in Ontario <laughs> know that if you have a salary, like so much of it just goes into where you live. <laughs> like rent is so damn expensive. Mortgage juices. Mortgage down payments. A sky high. Oh my God. You can't save a, a down payment or catch up with the down payment. Yeah. Right? Like you just, it's so expensive. So imagine, right? Imagine if he but and his wife best. had like a shared asset. They sold the house, mm-hmm. right? So they sold the cottage. They sold the house. So you remember, they owned two properties. He probably, one, had his own money from before. Yeah. He, two, probably had these properties that maybe in the divorce proceedings, mm-hmm. if they ever went through, he got money from. Mm-hmm. And then on top of fucking that, or woofing that, <laughs> he collecting his pension. <laughs> that is so upsetting. It is. It this is. man living the retirement life yes. in the jail. Yeah. Probably he have all, a heated he cell. Got, he got 25 <laughs> 25 years well that's provided if he gets parole mm, okay. that's if he gets parole he will he's eligible for parole in 25 you make years it, what makes you think he, he won't i don't know but that just got me so mad and i forgot to tell you i was like this bitch he in jail <laughs> it will be awesome if he like he knows that he has all that money but he doesn't Can't touch have. it right you know what i think is really like kind of like a full circle justice situation mm-hmm. is like if somebody has a fascinating case and people make a story out of it that the proceeds from the story go to the victim mm-hmm. and if it is that the person who commits the crime like it should be automatic if the yeah. person who commit the crime is able to make money in any way that money from those earnings there go to the victim yeah to the victim yeah. go to the victim yeah. like and you, we give you the bare minimum so you can keep on making money so you can so keep giving it, it to the victim yeah. you just mm-hmm. try to earn a cent out here yeah. and we taking it yes. i think that's fair yes yes of course it is yeah. <laughs> i turned off that alarm if you're here a beep beep in the background it's my alarm for me to take my medication yeah so all right we are going to wrap up because we need to hit the road it's quite late no that's not the song yeah that is the song did you sing hit the road bitch what that's what i heard i heard hit the road bitch you guys are so used to me saying bad words yes a hundred percent I we keep promising you all actually we haven't I keep cutting it out of every episode we talk about doing censorship this no. one's gonna stick we're gonna I, I feel like I'm really gonna do it this time you know I just don't like the beep I find the beep is too aggressive well now the, the alarm is doing it beep, beep, beep. yeah but it's so too soft that it even if I were to say a word it still wouldn't mask the word okay you know I'll think about it maybe I'll do like a bird flutter like I don't know. Alright, take us out, Susanna. We okay. need to go. We know nothing. So please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. Yeah.